Welcome to Make That Paper, the show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. <laughs> that's really the way you're going to do it? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's the show. That's what we do. We, uh, we pursue, our, pursue our artistic dreams, buy last minute tickets to New York to go to epic birthday parties. <laughs> you how know. Come, how, why haven't I done that? Gone to New York? For, for an birth- epic birthday party. Because we just go see my family. Oh, God. Okay. But that's not what this show is about. We're talking about that off-the-books job, the get-paid-through-an-app gig, the bacon slingers, the I'll-never-put-this-on-my-LinkedIn-profile position. Bacon we- <laughs> Not a show about pork. We are your hosts. I'm Jamie Parker Stickle. I thought this was a show about pork, and I'm Jason Bieber. It's not a show about pork. I don't eat pork. We are the proud parents who got paid to put our baby to sleep while delivering fried chicken. Shout out to my Postmates homies. Okay. Okay. That's on today's show. (laughs) We're talking about the jobs that didn't even exist sometimes when we were kids of the 80s and 90s. Some, some, Some of these jobs didn't exist. Some of them did. Some of them did. Some of them, just, we just wouldn't tell anybody we did. That's true. Secret jobs. Secret jobs. Yeah. But really what they are, the side hustle. Yeah, the, 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 the side gig, the survival jobs. The survival jobs. The ones that allow you to pay your rent so you have a place to sleep, even if it is a shithole. We're talking, we're talking about the gigs <laughs> of the gig economy. The gigs of the gig economy with our very special guest, I'm so excited. I am also fairly excited. <laughs> Lisa Gottman. Lisa Gottman, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Um, Lisa may be the only other person that can rival me in <laughs> side hustles. Yes. Bragging. <laughs> it's, it's exciting for me because I feel like I tell people that and they're like, oh my God, I could never do an FBI search on you. And I'm like, that's right, bitch. Why are you going to do an FBI search on me? It's their side job. It's their side job. They're a PI. I'm going to get a PI license next. She's I've not. looked into that. I'm a Facebook detective. We don't have time to go to that, but Same. I've had people pay me to get to the bottom of a Facebook situation. So you're a private investigator. But that is, that is <laughs> unofficially. The, that yeah. is the biggest thing. It's like dating sites, PI work. Like you give people like a punch card. My friend, the woman I know, she gives people. I should probably not talk about this without her. Well, maybe she won't care. But she like <laughs> gives people a punch card, and like she's like known as the PI lady, and like she gives them a punch card, and like. You know, they pay for it, and then she does, like, a search, and the search. What? Punch Um, card. But she also does, like, real serious stuff, too. I want a punch card real bad. I I want a PI punch card. I've got a lot of of punch cards in my wallet, but they're all for free frozen yogurt. Yeah, that doesn't seem as fun, even though, I mean, kind of into frozen yogurt. But You're going down the path that we're not going down. (laughs) I'm trying to get this show to be about bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's never a topping at Froyo. Okay, let's reel it in. Fine. I get what you're saying. I understand. Um, Jason Bieber, can you just for one second talk about how you signed up for Postmates right after I had our baby without my consent or knowing? Uh, one, I didn't know I needed consent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought throwing my own humility under the bus was like my right as a, as an American. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, we were, we, we had a brand new baby. We were doing a lot of driving to put the damn kid to sleep. The damn kid? <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> the baby. Our sweet angel from heaven. 
And I figured if we're going to be driving so much, we may as well at least like make gas money doing it. So I signed up for Postmates and we put our child to sleep while delivering food to people. It's true. It's amazing. But I'm going to tell you this it one thing. It was good thing. for tips, or at least I thought it would be. Right. We we had to drive, though, like seven miles to a Popeye's chicken in Pasadena, but like East Pasadena, like deep Pasadena, oh, yeah. to then deliver it all the way out here to a home in La Cunada, Flint Ridge. It was like 27 miles, and that mofo, can I say that, didn't even tip. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, there's a lot of non-tippers. What? When you do those driving, yeah. yeah. I, I went to Popeyes. I delivered legal marijuana for a while and no one ever tipped. What? Yeah. Everyone was so high. They are like, yeah, I'm really baked. I just ordered some more joy. It's cool. But they don't think to tip. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they've already paid. It's yeah. like it's all done through the app. Yeah. Well, then don't you, can't you tip through the app? Through Postmates you can. But you nobody can't did. You can't on the one I worked for, which is like BS. That is BS. Yeah. Yeah. Like people, we still live in a country... America, where we survive on tips until they stop like making us survive on tips, which is not always survivable. Tip us our money. Yeah. Also, not to be a jerk, women always tip. Men, thumbs down. That's when I would get tips, it would always be the ladies. I'd be like, thank you. They're because they're like, oh, I appreciate you're doing a little side work, a little side hustle. Yeah. Here's a couple dollars. Men are just like, give me my stuff. Oh my God. That's the worst. I over tip. I do too. I'm like, when I can't afford it, I'm like, they're working really hard. Yeah. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. I've been, like, we've been adults for a long time now, and like, we've worked enough gigs, and even though I'm not rich, I'm always going to over tip. Yeah. Like, ditto. this this 18% is BS. 24. 24 is my, like, See, I've actually, round up. I've gone the other way. I used to be like a 25% tipper because I didn't have any concept of what money meant. I like even numbers. And then, yeah, well, 24. And, and then I, as time has gone on, I've kind of, well, the other thing is they've made it, they've done the math for you now where like on the receipt or on the, on the, on the app, it tells you like tap here for 18%. Yeah. Like, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. That seems, and the math is done. I do like when the math is done for you. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. I had to tell you when I was a barista at Starbucks as one of my third <laughs> jobs of the week, um, cause that yep. was when I was like 30 hours a week at Starbucks and there were two other full-time jobs. Um, that's real. You can fit a lot of hours in a week. But um, I loved being paid out on a Friday, the tip money from the tip jar. That was pretty sweet. And then a couple years later when they were like, oh, and here's a class action settlement suit that you get all this extra money because your shift managers were taking parts of your tip and they shouldn't have been because they get a higher wage than you baristas. So here's a settlement check. I was like... Oh, hell yeah. That's like money found when you yeah. like do laundry. You're yeah. like, what's this $5 doing in my jeans? Yeah. That was like class action suit. Ooh-hoo. Those are amazing. I was about to say, I feel like you should do a whole episode of this. I literally just got a check the other day for $80 from something I don't really understand. Something with my phone line <laughs> that was illegal that someone was doing. I'm like, $80? Like, this right. is, mama's going shopping. Like, this is pretty <laughs> thrilling. Do class action suits count as a side job? I don't know. I mean, unless you're a class action attorney. Unless you're pursuing them. But I mean, I always look at them. Like, I feel like my husband ditches them. I'm like, babe, 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 what is this? And I'm like, I mean, put your name on this. Who knows what's going to happen? You guys, I have one saved on my phone in my email right now that I keep cutting unread because I want you to take a look at it. It's the Equifax one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was affected by that. That's like 100 bucks. I think I did that one already. So I'm going to send it to you. I hope I turned that one in. I think I did. I have to turn it on. Yeah. I hope it's not too late. I was affected by that one too. Now, what? I, I just found out 
Yes. This is not a class action, but this is through one of my jobs um, that <laughs> I may actually be classified as a certain type of employee who is qualified for a higher rate of pay than I've ever earned in the seven years I've worked mm-hmm, for there. Mm-hmm. And I may be entitled to like a 5 to $10 an hour raise retroactive for seven years. That's amazing. I know someone who can help you with that. I, oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, I do. I I'm, know not someone, trying to, I'm not trying to sue my employer. No, no, but like, I get it. No, I was in a, we don't have time to go into all this, but I was just in a weird situation where I like left the job and it was really, my friend told me like, be careful how you leave because I feel like you haven't been like in the right category of what you were supposed to be. And the, the California laws are really crazy about that uh-huh. stuff and they owe you stuff. So mine could still be like pending, so I'm not going to go into right. it. But I feel, but I know somebody you can talk to because that happens a lot. Like in California, they're yes. trying to like trick people into being like, you know, wh- whether you're an independent contractor or, and all that stuff gets kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, so lesson, kids. All lesson. the side hustles are independent contracting, don't you think? Yes. Most of them are. Yes. Sorry, not to interrupt No, you, it's but. totally true. And listen, kids, this is some good information. We've been doing this for a long time. We are not experts. So look into that stuff. Like, find an expert. Find somebody. If you think that, you know, you are owed some money, you might be. Yeah. Like, don't brush that under the rug. Finding found money is the number one side hustle. Oh my God. That's like the best feeling ever when you're like, what, what? Yes. <laughs> you get like some weird check or a weird yes. email or like, oh, I, there was one time where like SAG couldn't find me. They were like, we thought you lived in New York. We have, I was like, what? I mean, it wasn't, but it was like, yeah, like a hundred bucks or something. That's amazing. Oh, that's the other thing. Residual checks. If you are um, tuning in and you're not an artist, musician, actor, whatever, listen, Actors get residual checks for stuff they book that is union. So every now and again, it's really fun when Jason Bieber, because I don't get any residual checks. Uh, <clears throat> um, Jason Bieber gets a check in the mail and I'm like, oh, dang, that's from that voiceover you did like two years ago. Money, cha-ching. Yeah, H- happy to deposit those. I consider that to be, you know, it's funny. Over time, all of these side hustles were to support the career of acting and like, it has become that acting and these and these gigs are actually the side hustle or just another side hustle. Like, you know, I'm piecing those all together. I'm an independent contractor yeah. and all of those jobs too. Right. And if you do commercial work, you it's there's actually sites you have to go to to track when your commercial plays because they won't give you your money for every time your commercial has played. And um, we we all know the same person, and she's great. Yeah, advocate I was for thinking. It. I was thinking that yeah. person. Right. I was like totally thinking of her. Yeah. Yeah, and she's great. I love that she puts it out there. She always. puts it out there. She's an advocate. And she's like, here's the sites. Go find your commercial. Get paid for your work because you earned it, and that's so true. So, kids, another lesson learned. If you are an artist tuning in, make sure you are tracking your work. Look for those sites. Ask SAG for help. Uh, Do a little legwork. Also, it's a podcast. Nobody's tuning in. They've been listening since the beginning. (laughs) I meant tuning into the show. If you're listening to the show. You know what? I'm old. Okay, let's just put it out there. Jamie thinks you're actually using a tuner to find this frequency (laughs) on the dial. Did I? Hold on, let me turn it up real quick. I work in radio in the mornings, and it's a gig we're not going to talk about on this show, but I work in radio. Leave me alone. I'm also a child of the 80s and 90s. Jamie lives in a Steven Spielberg movie. It's true. John Hughes, get it right. 
Oh, John Hughes is oh, the best. Yeah. My favorite. My favorite. I don't, yeah. you know what? I don't care that that child was seven years old and abandoned at a home and yeah. was taken advantage of by adult men. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah. Home Alone. <laughs> Let's just be clear. candles. There's some oh, racist parts, but good God, so it's funny. Racist. It's such a good movie. I love it so much. And the not thing, the racist parts. Not but, yeah. the racist parts. But, um, Do you think John Hughes movies would be any good if he was woke? No. No. Because it's the time period. It's a different time. Yeah. Like back then. Bullies I mean, existed then. Yeah. Would his voice even yeah. have a place in today's filmic society? Well, we all still watch his films. It would, but there would be some things that were different. He'd be like a staff writer on How I Met Your Mother. Oh, God. That makes me really depressed. (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) Wasn't there... No, he could be pitching on a nostalgia right now. Like, it's coming back. But, like, but now it's, like, you know... He'd be a staff writer on the Goldbergs. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, sweet mother. You're right. You're so right. This is a a sad turn, you guys. Um, Well, I'm going to bring it back. Please. I'm going to bring it back. Because what I really want to talk about... Yeah, I want to get on... We have a couple topics to cover with Lisa because, again... Lots, lots of survival good. But I want to start with the telemarketing. Yeah. Because I feel like that is one that we've all done at some point. I've been a telemarketer. Yeah. Let's talk about telemarketing. Okay, yeah, let's. Well, first of all, what blows most people's minds is I managed to hold on to a job for 10 years that most people hold on to for like... Maybe, 10 minutes. Maybe 10 weeks. Like, ten yeah. Years. Oh, 10, ten minutes. years. Unbelievable. <laughs> I still talk to so many of the people that I used to work with, which is also <laughs> crazy and bananas. Um, there's literally not enough hours in the day to, to like discuss all of the characters that I worked with, but, uh, it was, I will say glorified telemarketing. It was technically like nonprofit fundraising. Um, so we call for like charities and stuff and I did meet my husband there. So that part kind of makes it worth it. Um, but (laughs) that being said, is that the glory? Am I to cuss? You can, okay. Yeah. The job was a real shit show guys. That's, that's, that's where, that's where it is. Um, Yeah. Just a few things that I normally tell people about the job. Um, not kidding. The boss would come out like once every two weeks and be like, hey, everyone, announcement. Please make sure that you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom and please shower before you come into work. So we'd have like basically a mandatory hygiene meeting like once every two weeks because he needed to remind people. Um, the guy giving that speech was Pee Wee from Porky's, the real Pee Wee from Porky's, Dan Monahan. That was my boss. Huh. Oh my <laughs> Yeah. I didn't tell you that before because I was like, I'm going to just drop that on you. Y'all, idea. artist hustle. That's a twofer. Yeah. That is a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. By the way, he was running side hustles. At one point, he got my husband to do like that. Remember that side hustle that was a thing back in the day where people could switch energy companies for like money and you could like sign 10 people up? This was like a thing for a minute. It was one of those weird like... Borderline pyramid scheme situation. <laughs> yeah. He got my husband to do it, but my husband made all his money back because he was smart about it. But I think it's funny that he was at, a, he already was side hustle, side hustle there. He had like two things going Trickle on. down side he, hustle. <laughs> totally. Trickle down side hustle. Um, he actually leaked one pyramid into another pyramid. <laughs> totally. Because just because you're in one hit doesn't mean that's sustainable. No. I mean, this is the actor's life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy, that was a huge movie. And, it's, huge. and I love him. Like, he's a great guy. Like, really, one of my favorite bosses ever. But, I mean, yeah. Hi. Like, that was so weird. Because everyone would be like, shit, is that Pee Wee? We are like, yep. Like, what, he looks exactly the same. Wasn't Booger? Booger from uh, Police Academy, right? No. no from... Um, Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge, Revenge of the Nerds. Of the nerds. Shit, yes. Uh, he went to my high school. What? 
She went to my high school in Brooklyn, Michigan. Oh my god! Just want to throw that out there, booger. He was like the principal on New Girl too, right? Yeah, and he was really funny on that. I was yes. like, I was excited to see him back. Super talented. I was like, look at that guy still Super working. Talented. Booger's actually never stopped working. Yeah, and, yeah. And the fact that we refer to him still as booger. Probably bothers him. Yeah, <laughs> not his favorite thing. Probably, but or is it? Maybe he loves it. Like he could. He if he got a lifetime achievement award for anything, they would introduce him as Booger. One hundred percent. Yeah, it would be weird if they did. When he dies and they do the in memoriam, <laughs> it will be a picture of him as Booger. One hundred percent. No matter what he does, and, well, and that's his the quote picture. will be, "We've got Bush." <laughs> Oh shit! Oh my god, it's amazing. Do you even know his real name? I mean, I'm not challenging you. It's it's it's, it's a surprising name. <laughs> okay, it's uh because why would you? Just it's Booger. I don't feel I like mean, you even I need did, to. But now I, I don't. do. I did know his name, and it's not it. it he because he me he looks like a very white guy, and yeah. his name is is an ethnic name. Oh. Curtis Armstrong. Wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is so ethnic. I mean, where's that guy from? <laughs> Wrong guy. I may be thinking of somebody he played. I'm thinking of something. He played a music producer in something. Oh my God, I'm going to be. Yeah, graduated from Berkeley High School in Berkeley, Michigan. Um, and as usual, if you are from Berkeley, you say, and you live out of state, I'm from Detroit. What? Yeah. You know, like... We're from and do you do the like? You obviously do the hand thing. Is that close to Novi? Am I... No, I don't really think people from Detroit do the hand thing. That's a Western Michigan thing oh, okay. to prove to you like that there's another side okay. of Michigan besides Detroit. Because if somebody says, you know, I'll meet people like from out of the country who are like, "Where are you from?" I say Detroit. Oh, cool. You know, right? But if you're from Kalamazoo, you're like, "Oh, I'm from Michigan over here." Because um, like, they're like not as it's not as cool. For people, those of you listening at home, Jamie held up her hand. And- <laughs> and then pointed to the side of that mitten because the state of Michigan is shaped like a mitten. Wah, wah. Oh my god, it makes me pee a lot. Though. Um, <laughs> we're gonna replace that chair. People from Michigan are like, Jamie is so wrong right now. <laughs> They're like, that's don't rip on Kalamazoo. They're like, oh, you get all these letters, right? It's crazy. People write letters. <laughs> Your mailbox is overflowing. If you're letters. tuning in. <laughs> The show For right those of now. you just joining the show, <laughs> we're talking about oh snail God. mail. And if you're a millennial or a Gen Z, snail mail is not email. For those of you who are writing comments under the podcast right now, I'm crying. I'm turning much. comments off. <laughs> good call, good call. I'm old enough to know. You write a real letter if you have something to say. If you want to write a letter, I'm going to go out and get a P.O. box. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to put a P.O. box up on the website. Uh, fan mail must be written with a pen. And a P.H. Oh, my God. All right. So going back in time. I'm literally crying. To when even. Lisa Gottman was a telemarketer. Yes, yes. So back to telemarketing. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So there were a lot of characters that I worked with. I feel like that's another. It, people were either really coming up at that job or really coming down. It was like a comedy. Like, mm-hmm. it was very interesting because there there are people that I worked with who are um, now like famous. There's a few like famous adjacent, let's say. They're okay. like they have established careers. Um, They're no longer doing telemarketing. To pay yeah, yeah, and that was like a temporary job. They had a little like I feel like I look super crazy now because I literally was crying. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Our dogs are still laughing, which everybody can probably hear. Yeah, yep. so you're okay. I love it. Um, 
But uh, yeah, like Dale Dickey, do you know who that actress is? She's like been in a ton of stuff. Like if you look her up, you're gonna be like, oh, it's a character actress. She was, I mean, sorry, Dale, I just called you out. She worked there for really nice lady and it's like a lot of people had oh, like yeah, temporary jobs her. yeah she's like love in everything her. yeah she's like in everything temporary job right but then there's other people that were like oh i used to be like the number one um guest on carson like not the guest but i would do all the sketches but now i'm here in telemarketing <laughs> so it's like wow this town will really put things in perspective like you got the, the a wide range of people i'm right there that's me i mean that's me with conan i was doing sketches on conan and then they like re- they reduced the length of the show and the number of days a week i'm like oh i miss conan that was, a good, that was a good gig yeah 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 you were awesome on that i i'm also just sad cuz conan is I love he gone that guy. Again? I just feel like he just doesn't like I don't see like those half hours are just they fly by now. Yeah. Just not as I'm not as into it, I hate to say. He's more in, him. he's oh. more into podcasting now. Now yeah. he's our competition. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. That would be amazing if, if that was our competition. If Conan did a side hustle podcast, I think we'd be in trouble. Or maybe he'd have us on. What? Yes, experts. hustling with a podcast. <laughs> experts. Um, I feel like I should tell you about two, co- I mean, I could tell you about 50, but I'm just going to pick two quick ones. First of all, there was an angry little person that I worked with. Um, I'm just, I mean, I'm just going to call him out because I always try to be friends with him. He's really angry. He was really sick of getting his clothes like tailored. He'd always talk about, I'm sick of getting things sized for me. And so he would sit next to me with his headset on wearing children's superhero costumes so I'd be on the phone calling for a charity and a little person Batman would be sitting next to me with his utility belt and his headset on, grumbling and angry. You're telling me that guy came to came to work dressed as Batman and he didn't have a sense of humor about it? <laughs> nope. He was angry. Was he coming from another side gig as little Batman? <laughs> nope. That's just what he chose to wear. It seemed like he was just like, I'm over it. I'm over like... I'm just going to buy little kids superhero stuff. And that's like all he wore to work. Like literally every day. Were they pajamas or was it the costume? Sometimes they were pajamas. It depended on his mood. Both. Both. (laughs) Great question. I want to go through his little closet. (laughs) Is he famous now? He's not famous. Is he the little person from Willy Wonka? He's not. Who played the Oompa Loompa? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, that would be such a good end story if he was like, oh, but now he's like, you know. He played a million Oompa Loompas. Yeah. They cloned him for yeah, that you know, was the, crazy. Cur- the new Willy Wonka. Yeah, and it wasn't into the new Willy Wonka. Don't get me started on that. Boo. I mean, but I love the old one. Um, I fancy myself a Veruca at times. But that being said, um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my, my best friend, who I'm still friends with at work, one of my closest friends that I made there, is a, an 84-year-old one-armed lady. Sorry about how both facts are so weird. The little person, one-armed lady. But I'm telling you the one-armed lady part because... At least she's not part of a protected class. <laughs> she's... You're so out of control. <laughs> She's obsessed with it. I mean, she takes. She has a great sense of humor. I think that's why we became friends. Every year for Halloween, she dresses up like a one-armed bandit, a oh slot machine, yeah. as her favorite joke ever. And then she's Jewish, as am I. And um, I had her over for Passover one a couple years in a row. She normally wouldn't drink. And one year, she was like, fuck it. Put some red wine on ice. And I was like, oh, things are getting good. And uh, cut to half an hour later, she blurts out, I'm not allowed to say that word. I just said it yeah. once. Because I'm about to say it again. Say it. So she's, we're all just hanging out. We're just talking. Like, the stater's over. We're eating, talking. She blurts out, you all know I fucked Richard Pryor in the 80s, right? 
I mean, guys, one of the best moments of my whole life. I probably think about it twice a week. <laughs> I mean, that ten-year job was worth just that quote in my mind. The question is, does Richard Pryor or did Richard Pryor <laughs> know that he fucked her in the eighties? Yes. Did she still have one arm? That is obviously the top question. She did. Yes. Yes, but she Ooh. had like a pretty fake arm, which she doesn't wear anymore. But back then, she had a pretty fake arm. Which have you ever thought about this? This is getting weird now. But they make the arm for your body, like what you look like. So she had this really pretty young arm, and now she's older. So she doesn't wear it anymore because it doesn't really match her, what her arm. They don't like age up your they arm. They don't age up you your arm. You have to like get a new old arm. Yeah, no one wants to make the investment in the old arm. <laughs> so I would just like, keep my it. mannequin arm. I'd be like, yes, this arm never saw the sun. Yeah. It is not my driving arm. I would be like, yeah. I would flaunt it. You know what? I, I'm thinking like when Richard Pryor told her to take the arm off, she just, she, she went with it. <laughs> yeah. Jason Bieber. <laughs> I feel like this it was true. Good. It was good enough for Richard Pryor. It's just the way I'm going to be now. I mean, doesn't that make the side hustle so worth it, guys? Oh. I mean, to me. And I still talk to her. She's amazing. Like, so, she's a great lady. So those are some good things. And obviously, they must have paid well to keep you. I mean, it decent. was... Yeah, it was decent. It was, you know... You know what? The hours were super flexible. So that part was good for me. I did, like, a lot of stand-up stuff on the side. And, um, I mean, that's the key to a side hustle, right? If you're trying to do other stuff. So that job was very good for doing other things. And also, you could take off whenever you wanted to. To audition. To audition. You could, like, you know... You could just take off a month if you wanted to. They don't pay you. But, like, you could come back and you still have your job. Like I did that at one point. I like did like something. I did a couple like weeks in New York and I just like took off and came back. It was like, hey, I'm back. So when I um, was doing telemarketing, I, I signed up to be a telemarketer and I was selling funeral plots, which I think is probably like the true, true definition of a telemarketer. You're selling stuff that people need, but don't know that they need it and don't want to think about it. And we sold funeral plots to people at dinner time. And every time we'd get a hook, they'd call it a hook. Like you hook somebody, like they were on the phone with you for more than a minute and said, so what's the deal? Like that was one of the keywords. Like we had a list of vocabulary words that were like keywords like, what's the deal? If somebody says Uh, this, you ring a bell. Like a literal uh, like kindergarten, elementary school, like little silver bell. Yeah. You went ding. And then a pro, a pro telemarketer would come over. The closer would come (laughs) over. Take the headset from you and close the deal. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It made my stomach sick when this man said to me on the phone, I lost my wife last year. I'm hanging on for my kids. And I was like, oh. So he probably already had the plot picked out. No, he was really nasty about it. He was like, what you're doing will depress people who suffer from depression. I already take Prozac. Like, it was like he schooled me. And I was like, I was like 22 years old. I just wanted to be an actor. Um, I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. And I quit the job. Like that day, I was like, oh, wow. I'm out. Oh, yeah. I gotta go. I'm not gonna do this to people anymore. He told me that I was the cause of his depression. People like me in the world uh, that existed. And I was like... It's really not fair because his wife died. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm I, sure that had I'm something to do with his depression. I'm just trying to make a buck, buddy. Yeah, yeah come on. I, <laughs> sorry, is it wrong? If anything, it's your dead wife who caused it. <laughs> I was like, you guys, I, it like really bothered me. It was so yeah. terrible. I mean, that story makes me sad because I stayed at a job like that for 10 years. I mean, I heard it all. I talked to you people. You were the closer. I mean, I heard people that were like, because I called for like, um, I, probably, I called for Greenpeace, a lot of like liberal charities, yeah. right? I get people that were like, oh, I just got off the alien.
championship. Uh, it picked me up all night last night. Whew, hell of a pro. But I'd be like, well, interesting. Tell me about it. <laughs> I would just be like chatting away. And then at the end, I'd be like, we really got to save those whales. How about 25 bucks? <laughs> you know, I just was so numb to anything. I was did, like. <laughs> did you have a draw? Like you had an hourly and then if you made money, you got yeah, a percentage? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy yeah. because it was charitable stuff yeah. and you're still getting a portion yeah. of whatever they're donating. So how they spin that is they say the charity pays the company a flat rate and then the company pays you the extra commissions or whatever. I feel like that's a little bit of BS, but I mean, go to Charity Navigator before you give to a charity. I always say that. I mean, some of the ones I worked for were really solid ones and then there were other ones that I would never give to that I was like, oh, you're shady. There's only a few of those. Greenpeace was not one of them, actually. Greenpeace is pretty solid. But... um. Yeah, but my husband, oh my God, this is worth mentioning because he has a lot of side hustles too. He did something different than me at the job. He called, (laughs) you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to stomach this. He called older people to try to get them to put them in their will, like the charities in their will. He'd be like, hi, have you thought about what, you know, what you're going to do at the end of your life? Like, how about leaving, you know, the National Trust some money for historic whatever? You'd do that. And But the thing is, and I, so when I first met him, I go, what do you do in that? Co-? This is literally my, our first conversation, my husband. I said, what do you do in that corner of the room? It seems really weird. That's literally the first thing I have, first words I ever said Oh, so this was like, you're like in a boiler room. We're but in a big like, room. But you're doing different jobs. Yeah. Different, okay. He was one of five people who did this other job. Everyone else did something it's like else. Elite, he was like special. An yeah. elite team. He was like, he was like, yeah, he was already like, yeah, because he has a southern accent, which that's even Ooh, like. special uh, Yeah, or he did. It's, I feel like it's phased out. But anyway, he could, he can turn it back on. So, but he, he would talk to these little old ladies. See, now I, I was always like, that feels weird. But he, these little old ladies would be like. I haven't talked to anyone for five days and I really don't understand what, how my will works. And they, all they did was send them out an information, like a little pamphlet that's like, here's a way to help you figure out your will. And if you need help, here's some people you can call. So it was really like not, he didn't have to be like, you got to give us $25 a month. It was literally just like, he'd sent out a thing that was like, here's a way, here's some guides on, you know, you can leave a charity or you can do a trust living, whatever, all those things. I don't understand myself. So it's an uncomfortable subject, but not, but without the discomfort of having to close. Exactly. Exactly. And he would a lot of times talk to these sweet old ladies that would be like, Oh, I remember you. Thank you for calling me back. I got what you sent me. And like, like there's one lady who still writes some letters. Real letters. Right. <laughs> Sorry to bring it full circle, guys. But if you're tuning in, she writes. <laughs> she writes letters still. Yeah. But yeah. They I can't mean, hear me shaking my head right now. <laughs> I know, you're shaking your head. <laughs> let it go. Um, let me ask you. Okay. So all of that that you have told me so far feels like all the good. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is all the good. Yeah. What was the like the thing that set you off where you were like, this is not good for me. I need to quit this now. Oh God. I mean, there's so many of those. I mean, getting <laughs> being there 10 years, well, oh, I will well, I should probably tell you how I left this job. Because yes. it's a good one. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> by like year five, but once a time, but you know, it was fun when my husband and I first got together. Then by the end, we're like, this job is killing us. It's breaking <laughs> our spirit. We want to die. Like, it was to that point for sure. Did you invite all those people to your wedding? Um, you know what sucks is we were so torn about what to do. It was like, we either had to invite everyone or no one. So we didn't invite anyone, which wow. I still feel kind of guilty about. There's one guy in particular who I always feel sad about. But we were just like, our budget. It was, was like, it? we would have had to invite like 40 people. Well, Junior Batman would have... <laughs> 39 and a half. Just say it. Just say it. Um, I think we actually might have told the one armed lady, but she was like, we, we got married in Vegas, so she couldn't swing it. She would but, be mistaken for a slot machine. 
Yep, callback, exactly. Oh my god. But sorry. Dark episode, you guys. I know, people are going to be like, oh, that Lisa Gobbin is a terrible human. (laughs) Anywho. It's actually Jason Bieber. People are like trying to get information about side jobs. They're they're confused by this whole. We're not helpful at all. I'm like, uh, this is the worst ever. Anyway, yeah. So. It was definitely crushing my spirit. At the end, I had moved up a little bit, but not to like, I was in the perfect spot where I wasn't a supervisor because I did not want to be in charge of people. But I was making a little bit more and then I was calling like a specific 50, this was really weird, but I was calling 50 people for a year, the same 50 people and trying to get, or maybe it was, I remember it being 50, it might have been like 100. And I had to get one of them to give a $10,000 gift and none of them had ever given that much. So I was basically supposed to call them all the time and be like, hey, how you doing? Checking in with you, da, da, da. It's these same people. And I sat next to a guy who was my friend, but and I hate to bag on him, but he had some issues in life. And first of all, he didn't have a computer at home. So every time I looked over porn next to me just every day i'd be like oh great he'd be like look at angelina jolie's tits and i'd be like nope that's not her tits and also no can you not we're at work (laughs) i'm filling up the spank bank yeah (laughs) yeah then he'd be like let me just drink this vodka drink that i brought to work and i'd be like cool so then um i got to the point where lots of people were drinking at work we called it hot dog sunday and people would be like hey you having hot dogs today? And everyone would go to the liquor store and get booze in the middle of the day. I mean, this job was just like, it was wow. downward spiraling, right? So this is where we're at at the job. Anyway, blah, 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 making a long story. But anyway, so in the week of Thanksgiving, they call 13 of us into a room and they say, we're laying all of you off. Even though I was like kind of hot, but it's because I was making more pay and I was, but I was doing a good job. Anyway, 13 people and a lot of us had been there like 10 years or more. So it was really messed up. And Matt was, my husband wasn't there, but I was. Anyway, so then they said, Lisa, can you stay afterwards? And I was like, okay. So then they're like, hi, yeah. I mean, we just have to get rid of people, but is there any way you could stay through December? We'll keep your insurance going. So they basically fired me, but then convinced me to stay an extra month. So I was like, and I went back and forth, but I was like, I'm pretty vindictive, guys. I was like, yep, <laughs> this sounds awesome. <laughs> so I stayed an extra month, and then I just fucked around the whole time. I mean, I did get a $10,000 gift, by the way, which still makes me angry. But my last day of work, I wore a shirt that said, um, uh, what did it Oh, Matt, I can't remember what my shirt said now, but Matt made a cake. Matt brought in a cake that said, congratulations, you're fired. (laughs) And like brought it into the break room. So people were coming in and they were like, uh, what's happening here? And then I had a, I had a shirt that said like, congratulations, today's my last day or whatever with a big target on the back. And everyone was like, and I was like, oh yeah, sorry, I knew the day was coming. So I made a special shirt and (laughs) it was really a great last F you to everybody there. (laughs) Is that company still going? It's still going. And is he still running it? He's still running it. Wow. Oh guy. my God, I want to get a job there. Yeah, yeah. For like a week. Yeah, I mean, do you need to go the I still week? know people there. I just could go totally for the interview. I just want to go. Could, could we ask him to be on the show and you come back? <laughs> sure. Oh my God, because that would be up. <laughs> and then you don't even have to be a telemarketer. <laughs> oh, you guys. Again. I hated it. Um, but you got insurance. That stuck yeah. out to me. Yeah. Like, holy we crap, that'll keep you at a job. Yeah. Well, that was the sad thing is they were really string people around that were like, had health stuff. Uh, so there was like a whole wave of like, you know, people that were like, oh, like I'm older. I have something major, pre-existing, whatever. And so they would be just like. Those are the people you want off your policy. Yeah. Yeah. So they would just be like, you know, what do we have to do? Now we have to work this many hours. I got to do it. I need the insurance. That's how they got people. Oh, I had a boss that told me that how he, and I'm going to paraphrase this because I have it written down someplace. 
um, how he chose employees, people that, so he would have sustainability in employees and not have a lot of turnover, is he chose women during interviews who never looked him in the eye because he knew that they had suffered some form of male abuse <gasps> and that they would never leave him. Because Ew. women like that don't go. Oh, God. That's And horrible. I was like, I literally was at that job for seven years. We talked about it last episode. Um, that was the beginning of the end. I came home and told Jason. When he, when he told you the When truth. he told me that, uh, I was like... Well, I can't get this director of the program, vice uh, president, like fired for saying something like that because he's vocal about it. Yeah. And it was so gross to me. And he thought it was funny. That's horrible. Um, he's like, look at my hands. They're soft because I'm a manager. I have manager hands. Oh, like, who is this person? <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> you would yeah. like him if you met him, too. That's the horrible thing is he thinks he's funny. And I'm like, but the truth is you mean what you're saying. Yeah. You've thought a lot about that statement. Yeah. Oh, no, that kind of sarcasm always gets me. Oh, I would have been like, ooh. Yeah, I was like, Jason, I have to quit. No, I know we're to. getting married, but I have to quit. Let's yeah, pay yeah, for the yeah. wedding and go. Oh, you got to get out of there. Yeah, it was bad. I had like another like telemarketing similar. I fundraised, I was doing fundraising for a theater calling to sell like subscriptions. We won't say it for what theater, but um, for another theater. And uh, I my boss was bananas, like that level but even crazier we would get in screaming fights at work i don't know why i could i just needed money really bad yeah. and i would just be like my i would just be boing i don't even know what she just was she was just crazy she would just all of a sudden start screaming at me about it and, and then i ultimately found out one day i got I, i'm kind of always late one day i was actually early and i got there um it was at a morning shift and i saw her this is a true story rolling up her sleeping bag and I found out, oh, she was had lost her place, and she was secretly no one knew, including the owners of the theater. She was sleeping in the theater every night. Oh god! So I was like, okay. I was like, lots of things wrong with this. First of all, if I climb the ladders, that's my boss, and she's literally homeless, so that's encouraging. And secondly, I, I can't be late anymore because <laughs> she's already here. Yeah. <laughs> right. You'd never find an excuse to be like, I was here. You didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, honey, I sleep here. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. The only thing you could do is come in so early that you catch her sleeping there. Ooh. So that she then, now you've got something on her and you just keep each other's secret. I should have done that. You're like, now I get away with everything, bitch. I should have done that. Yeah. <coughs> God. Now, now I'm going to introduce you to Hot Dog Sundays. <laughs> Exactly. That was, she, hot dog Sundays were kind of badass. I'm not gonna lie. She knows about hot dog Sundays. So She's let me living hot dog Sundays. I'm gonna tell all those people hot dog Sundays got a shout out, and they're gonna all be like, "Oh my god, why?" Because <laughs> it was ridiculous. We'd literally be like, "Okay, let's go," and we'd literally go to the liquor store and all get stuff, and then Which make make drinks that we'd have at our little station for the rest of the day. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just telling Jamie, I've, 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 I've tried to be the guy who, who drinks at his desk and it just didn't work out for me. I get it. Matt wasn't into it either. He said, that just makes me want to leave even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I get it. But yeah. It, yeah. Oh, no. I wasn't even the person that would do the, the company paid for happy hours. I would be like, oh God, no. I yeah. don't want to drink with you or yeah. I'm the company's dollar. I'm really good at a happy hour. That to me is like, that could really win my boss yeah. over. Oh. <laughs> That's just me though. I do excel at an open bar. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a little gift of mine. I don't want to brag, but real good at it. <laughs> if they I wanted me at the happy hour, like I would need overtime. That was one of my stipulations for the job we talked about last time. The last job that I had, which I won't go into, my last side hustle, which kind of ended horribly, but I was That's kind of on my way out already. 
But I, then there was a happy hour. I was like, oh, I'm holding on for that. And I like <laughs> went out the whole night, was doing shots with the owners. Everyone was loving me. And I, my, I knew my boss was already over me, but I was like, she's going like, to hear tomorrow. Like everyone else here thinks I'm a total badass. So. Like most, most people hold on for like 401k matching or something. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was no, There's a happy hour coming at the end of the month. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick this out. Yeah, that's exactly my thoughts. So I was like, oh, happy hour. Got it. That's amazing. Yeah. I really killed it. What I want to know is from both of you, like working these side hustles, and this is a question that I like to ask everybody at the end of every show, is it worth it? Because is your art so important to you and what you put out in the world and what you do? Are you happy? So doing the side hustle is like a means to an end. Yeah. It's a really, that's a really good question. I will say having done 20 years of side hustles, like we're literally at like 20 years at this point. Um, I think for me, and I think everyone has their probably own answer for me, it's a little easier if I, that's why we ask different people. Don't, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't think I, I need to have like, I like to, I prefer to have like a bunch of little side hustles. I'm not the best at like a consistent, like nine to five or side hustle that crushes my soul. I mean, if it was one I liked, I would do it. But I think for me, it has to be something that doesn't break my spirit and you can get sucked into those sometimes I would rather I pretty much put it out there guys like on Facebook and stuff like hey have a weird job hit me up and I will do like I've oh seen your post yeah. and I people hit me up all the time they'll be like oh I need someone to help me set up a garage sale I'm like I'm there they'll be like oh I had a friend who paid me because she was trying not to text this boy back and she said if I text him back I have to pay you a hundred dollars so she would text me and be like, tell me not to do it. Tell me not to do it. And I'd be like, don't text him. Don't text. I mean, I, that's, it's the level of jobs. I mean, I'll do, I like to do that stuff more than telemarketing. I don't think I could go back to that. I was young and I was young and silly, but I don't, you know, and I met my husband there. So that kept it interesting, but yeah. you know, otherwise, whew, that was a hard job. I'm really intrigued by this, this texting job. <laughs> it was a great one. I mean, did she one. pay you? I got paid. She did it. She she was like, I owe you. She said, I I said I wasn't going to do it. And I just sent him a text. I said, she did Venmo me a hundred bucks. Now, is it a like, one-time thing or like every time she It was she like every time it? she did it. But she only did it like twice. That's $200. Yeah. Yeah. But did she pay you for your time in telling her not to text? No, but it panned out. It wasn't that often. It was just like, you know, she wanted to be accountable to somebody. Yeah. You know. Oh, accountability. Can we start getting paid to be accountability partners? Yeah, I would love that. Ugh, that'd be great. That's, that'd be amazing. I mean, I'm not trying to take money out of your pocket or anything, but I feel like now that you've created this formula, maybe you you know we set this up for charities. Like you know, like you, every instead of a, a swear jar, you just Venmo ten bucks to a charity every time or something mm. like that. Yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Um, interesting. We'll let you uh, come up with that and see how you can make a percentage <laughs> off the top of that skim. Yeah. Because that's what uh, sounds like your telemarketing job was doing anyway. <laughs> Ayo. Um, By the way, this compl- I completely this reminded me of a, of a side job I once had very briefly, so briefly that I had forgotten that I had it. But I was a petitioner. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I, yeah, I did that. I too. stood outside the supermarket and got people's signatures yep. for whatever cause it was that day. And uh, Jamie and I made a, a, a little web series about it. Uh, <laughs> Call petitioners. Call petitioners with a Z. Uh, like yeah, we, that's still an editing. Me. Again, we need an editor. Anybody side hustle as an editor? <laughs> um, that needs to be a bit bigger. I feel like editors and jacuzzi fixers. 
Those we, are two jobs that like are. I'm in need of both right now. We're See? in need of both right now. Those are huge. Like I feel like there's a huge market. People, what are you doing right now? You should be going to school for those. Two yeah, things. tech school. Like <laughs> tech school. Um, I didn't. I never had a job as a petitioner, but I did work for Nielsen directly, and I stood outside the movie theater trying to get people to come. Mm-hmm. You know, in the publishing I've done world, they both call of the it, jobs that right. you mentioned. By the way, <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> In the pub- in the literary world, there are arcs. There are you know like the book comes out before it's out to the public, and the- people read it, and they leave reviews and magazines and-, and newspapers and publishings, whatever. In the movie world, you get a Nielsen person to stand outside the movie theater, and you get like a dollar for every signature for every person that shows up to the movie. Yeah. That's how you get paid. You don't yeah, get paid yeah. unless people show up to the movie, and you give out free tickets to see a screener of the movie so that they can get audience. Uh, feedback before it comes out to the theater it's amazing and also you i made like no money nobody ever showed up yeah ever yeah i stood out there for like ever Mm -hmm. i just want to point out how insulated you are in the literary world that in order to explain how the entertainment industry gets feedback on movies you had to then first explain or, or, or make it more 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 uh, accessible to the audience by explaining how it works in the literary world. <laughs> <laughs> also, her her Midwest accent is super on fire today. It's oh, yeah. really cute. It's actually showing up on on the recording. I can see it in a waveform. So cute. I love it. So <laughs> I'm saying it in a loving way because mine comes out with certain words, and I'm like really hearing yours today. For, for those of you tuning in right now. Uh, Jamie is pursuing her <laughs> MFA, her MFA uh, in creative writing, and so it has. I'm like- sorry, I just tuned in. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> you both can suck a dick. Um, I will suck a dick. I write an angry letter. Lisa, <laughs> <laughs> put your Batman suit back on. I am never again going to say tuning into this show. <laughs> I want you to say it every week, please. I think I probably said it like seven times on the last episode. So good. Don't edit any of them. That's a drinking game or something. That was absolutely a drinking game. Like anytime she says tuning in. We're changing the Have a hot dog Sunday. Yeah. We're also changing the name of the podcast to Hot Dog Sunday. <laughs> Tune in to Hot Dog Sundays. Oh my God, we could do that. Um... I, I just want to shout out to all three of our former employers who actually put money in our bank accounts. We're not ragging on you. We're just ragging on you because you're assholes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Three. I'm totally kidding. We've listed like 40 on this episode. <laughs> yeah. All three of our former employers. No, no. I meant one, two, three people. Oh, all of the former employers of, of the, the three, three of people us. sitting here. Um now, Thank those you. people can suck a dick. Some, some. So, I, what, something we didn't talk about, and your Nielsen job reminded me of it. Yeah. The eyeballs in your house. Oh my God, the eyeballs in Oh, your, yeah. Lisa has eyeballs in her house. I do. Eyeball I do. tracking. I do. It's, I'm like, oh, this seems like an easy side hustle. Sign me up. Um, I saw somewhere, I want to say, like, perhaps it's either Facebook or Craigslist. It sounds like those. Because I'm pretty, yeah. pretty <laughs> into both of them. It's very Craigslist. Um, it said, like, looking like, uh, do you watch a lot of TV? Check. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we're looking to put this device. Basically, it's this device that's in my house. It's over my TV. It's supposed to like register what gets people's attention 
to look at the TV. Like what makes you, if you're in the other room and you're like, oh, you run back in, it records that. And then it sends all the data to somewhere. That's what it says it's doing. I'm pretty sure there's some porn of me and just, you know, me walking around looking for my bra somewhere. All of that is definitely all recorded, even though they say it's not. Sorry, I won't say the name of the company. But to do that, guys, I get a $40 gift card every month. That's awesome. That I can use on like Amazon or like I'm just making a MasterCard. Like I've been banking them. Uh, they're also really good to use for like, oh, I have a baby shower. Let me check into my gift cards. It's a little fun little way when you're trying to live on a budget. Passive income. Yeah. It more or less pays for the TV that you watch. Yeah. And I don't even think about it, honestly. I just, I, every month I get a little like, oh, like in my email, your gift card's here. And I'm like, got it. Awesome. And you don't even have to have like normal cable because we, we're trying to switch to like cord, just, cutting. Yeah, cord cutting situation. And so... We tried it out this past month and we still got just for everything we streamed. It watches that too. So so it knows not, it's looking at you, but it knows what you're watching. Yeah. Is it yeah. a Nielsen-esque company? Um, or is it like a... It's, I, you know, I, it's like a newer company. From what far I more insidious than Nielsen. There's not a lot of information. I'm going to be honest when you look online. Everybody's going to go eyeball company. Who's watching her? I want that gift card. It's one guy. <laughs> it's one guy. Just Google Bob and uh, Bob eyeball. And, uh, <laughs> I'm on a, I want some gift cards. Um, I'll hook you up. Don't worry. But, I got you. Why, I don't I, know if I should say it or not. Otherwise I would. We don't have to say it, but, um, I want to know why they deal in gift cards like the scam artists do. I know why. Why? If you give someone gift cards, you're not paying them. They're not employees. They're not independent contractors oh. and they're not claiming it as income. They're not, you know, they're not writing, paying taxes on it. It's a gift. So soon... We're all in California because of this new law who are independent contractors are going to have to go to gift card payment. Yeah. Which if they just pay me in, I mean, there are definitely a few places where if you just paid me in their gift cards, I could get through the day. Yeah. 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 I can pay most of my life in gift cards. I do. like You love a Groupon. Did you I have, haven't done Groupon in a long time. What? Well, that used to be your a, jam. Because he's in, he has an, Jason Bieber has an addictive personality. And Jamie Parker Stickle was like, get off Groupon. Because stuff just kept showing up. And I was like, what is this? Sorry, did I bring up a sore subject? We had like, at one point there were 50 boxes by the door waiting to be returned of Groupon stuff that Jason Bieber bought that was like, I bought this like wool blanket. It was the size of like a doll's blanket. Did you read if it was for toys or like for <laughs> grown-ups? Like it was bizarre. It doesn't matter because you can return it. And it's right. such a good deal. We got to check out deal. what it is. We did get a really good deal on Groupon and that was like our final big one. I got my um, uh, Mac. You got your MacBook Air on oh, Groupon. Damn. I used damn. Oh, I used Discover Points. To buy Groupon gift cards at a discount, pay $20, $20 worth of Discover dollars to get a $25 Groupon gift card. So already I'm saving 20% right there. That's amazing. Bought a bunch of those, we enough of stuff. those to buy a discounted MacBook Air off of Groupon. So basically wow. I think we paid $100 for my MacBook Air. Yeah. Damn. At the end of the day, we spent I mean, 100 bucks. You, I mean, that makes it all worth it. Yeah. yeah. We, we, that's we, the equivalent of I fucked Richard Pryor in the 80s. I mean, that is <laughs> really worth all that Groupon trouble <laughs> for that <laughs> moment. Great. That's pretty awesome. Um, But, oh, oh, we forgot. Tell us right now what you want everybody to know 
um, Oh My Ribs Theater, what you're working on. You've got a lot of shows coming up. Yeah, that, um, yeah Oh My Ribs is the best. So I, I run a little theater with my husband, ohmyribs.com. You can usually find information on there. Um, I'm doing my one-woman show probably before this comes out. Um, but I'm going to do it more off. I have a little one-woman show I wrote called Lisa Gottman and the Deep Cervix of Doom. And I'm trying amazing. to get it out there more. Thanks. And um, I'm a cervical cancer survivor. And I'm trying to do my show more. So if you guys know anyone who wants to book me, that's one of my little side hustles. Um, Actually, that's not the side hustle. That's the thing. Yeah, like, that's the thing. That's the thing. You are this beautiful actress. You get up on that Shucks. stage and it shines. And Thanks. people are Thanks. enveloped in your story, in your oh, warmth. Geez. And that's the goal. That's your hustle. Shucks. That's my real hustle. That's your real You're right. That's my that's real hustle. That's a career. Your center yeah. hustle. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, too. I, like, recently, like, not to get in, but, you know, I recently did it for a group of other cervical survivors. So that made me want to be like, oh. I want to like do it at like cancer centers. I want to like go around to like health conventions, like because it's funny too. That's the thing about it. It's like, you know, it's everything. It's like just really the true story of everything. But um, because I'm me, lots of funny stuff happens. And so I try to make that part of it. Um, I think that's like the main thing I'm doing. And then like, oh, my ribs, I do stand up, I teach stand up. All that stuff. She's an amazing stand-up coach. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So if Thank you want to be funnier, if you want to uh, write more jokes, if you want to be in a good, supportive environment as a stand-up comic, Lisa Gottman. Thanks, you guys. Ohmyribs.com. That's O H M Y R I B S dot com. Yes. You guys are better at like than me. I'm like, oh, anyway, check me out. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Shucks. <laughs> well, I think it's hard, you know. That's the big thing with side hustles and side gigs. At some point, we start to, we do them for so long that they sort of identify us. And not one in particular, but it's like, oh, that's the girl that does everything. That's the guy that does everything. Like, who are they? What are they? And we sort of forget who we are. Uh, We follow that curiosity down roads where we're like, wait, 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 wait. And it's like, rewind the tape. Yeah, I said it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She she shouted out Elizabeth Gilbert right there. You're going to rewind that. No, rewind the tape. Oh. <laughs> you rewind. He missed it. Wow. I completely missed it. Um, you're gonna. Re- I was like, rewind the tape. But you, yeah. you rewind the tape a little bit, and you go, "I'm a performer. I'm a creative. Yeah. That's why I do all these other things. Don't misidentify me as some, as these things that pay my income. Because yeah. who I am is an artist, and I'm putting my voice into the world, and that's important. And that's what the show is really about. It's yeah. like all those other things support the the thing that we're trying to do. That's so true. And I think like a lot of times, I mean, you guys are smart for doing this because I think um, uh, when that came out about the guy from Cosby show, it's like, yeah, guys, like working actors, like we all have to do other things. We all, all, you know, if you're an artist, you know, I mean, I'm not Chris Rock, you know, at this point in my career. Like, there's right. other things that you're working on. But you not know? just that. It's like, will Chris Rock be Chris Rock 10, 15 years from now. That's true. Only 1% makes enough to to retire on. And even then, I, I mean, I see, I look, I went down this rabbit hole yesterday, if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> to Cameo, this new site, yes. where oh I God. saw celebrities on there. Snoop Dogg is on there. And they, you can pay, book them as artists to just shout out a video, shout out a video text. Like, hey, Jamie, your husband, Jason Bieber, says he loves you. And they'll make, you know, 300 Except bucks. Except it's Gary Busey talking. Or Gary Busey. <laughs> so, or one of the real housewives. I mean, <laughs> it's like so artists weird. are always hustling. We always, you know, we never know where our next dollar is coming yeah. from, you yeah. know? 
Um, and that's important. That's important. Yeah. I, like, grew up with, a, I, you know, not to, like, necessarily drop names, but I, you know, grew up with someone who was a celebrity. Her dad is a celebrity. And even he, he's had, like, a very nice long career. He's still like, oh, yeah, I said yes to this thing because, like, he's getting up there. He's like, who knows how long people are going to keep hiring me. Like, to hear someone who's had a successful career, you hear that stuff all the time. It's like, you don't know when your next gig is Absolutely. We're also a little addicted to it. Like, we yeah. love being performers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, yeah. you know, there's... I don't think Cameo really satisfies that need, though. No, Cameo is is a side hustle. It's a side gig. I mean, I am going to say, because she's not my friend, I don't know her, I'd love to be her friend, but Jennifer Love Hewitt is the one that uh, alerted me to it because I follow her on Instagram. (laughs) And she had an Instagram story yesterday. She's like, hey, guys, I'm up on Cameo. I would love to shout out to your friends. I just love it. I'm starting the next season of... 911. She's on 911. Yeah. She's a regular on a TV show. She's been working since she was five yeah. in television. And she's on Cameo getting paid a hundred bucks to like shout out a hello to your friends. Yeah. I mean, we are as entertainers, never as artists, never know what tomorrow's going to bring. Yeah. So we're just banking it all. Yeah. Constantly. You just have to say yes to like a lot of things. That's yes. part of being... You have to be like, flexible. Yeah. Malleable. Yeah. I wonder why they call actors whores. Okay. <laughs> On that note, Lisa Gottman, we are so thankful that you made the trek out here to see us. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. This was a blast. You this guys are awesome. Amazing. I'm obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> You're amazing. And thank you all for um, tuning in. And if you need to rewind the episode, it's not tape. <laughs> She showed on Monday, made love on Tuesday, by Wednesday she was down. We fought on Thursday, made up on Friday, but now I'm losing ground. You call me lazy, you think I'm crazy, so why'd you come around? She want my money, but I got my money, this ain't no savings and loans.